gates of death. Guard, this is certainly a tremendous prison, isn't it? I had no idea it was so big. And this is your first visit here? Yes, Mr. Keezy. I'm in town on a convention. Here, one of the boys gave me the pass to the prison. I was afraid he might be playing a joke on me that might be a fake. Oh, the pass is quite good, quite good. Entitled you to a complete tour of the prison. All right, well, this be something to tell the folks back home. Oh, uh, excuse me, guard. Uh, do you mind if I ask you a question? Uh, not at all. What is it? That little gray building down there across the courtyard. What is that? That's the death house. The... Oh. I, I don't suppose you take visitors in there, too, do you? Oh, yes, yes, certainly. Uh, you want to see it, of course. Well, Mr. Keezy, uh, well, I guess it would be a thrill. Thrill? Yes, yes, it would be the greatest thrill you've ever experienced. And now, here's the last sight on your tour. Uh, step right in, please. Thank you. What place is this, Mr. Keezy? The building you saw across the courtyard. The death house. Oh. Oh, I see. Oh, don't be afraid. Uh, step right in. Well, thank you. There, you see. It's not an unpleasant room at all, is it? Well, not in appearance, no. But, Mr. Keezy, when you start to think of the men that have died here, what... Oh, nonsense. Death is nothing to fear. There's a majesty or nobility about it that makes people's revulsion stupid. Uh, those benches there are the observer's seats. Uh -huh. The pre-execution cells are just beyond that door. Uh -huh. And uh, this, as you see, is the electric chair. Yeah. Say, uh, it's quite warm in here, isn't it? I suppose a bit. Uh, this panel here is where the executioner stands. He holds his hand on the switch and the signal from the warden. He throws it in, like this. <gasps> oh, now, don't be alarmed. Shouldn't, shouldn't we leave now? Uh, first, of course, you want to sit in the chair? But no, no, I, I, I hadn't thought of anything like that at all. I don't... Oh, my, my. You're a timid soul. <laughs> Why, this is an experience you'll never have again. <laughs> Here, let me help you. Just uh, sit right down. Well, if it's a customary thing, why... Of course, there you are. You see, nothing to it at all, is there? Imagine that. Men have died just like this. Yes, men have died. Just like that. Here, I'll show you how it feels to be stepped in. Well, I I, I can imagine how I... I... There, the chest strap across him. You've thrown that a bit tight, Mr. Keezy. I took the wind out of him. That's the way it goes. Now, the right arm strap, like that. And the left. Oh, this thing... Certainly hugs the man close, doesn't it? Yes. It's a powerful embrace. Now we'll strap the left leg and the right leg like this. Now, there you are. Ready for the most noble and majestic experience of all. God. What do you mean? Death. No. No. Keep away from that. Don't. Don't. Visitor dies in death house. Read all about it. Visitor dies in death house. X-ray, X-ray. Visitor dies in death house. Read all about it.
Shall I call you a taxi, sir? Yes, please. Well, Margot, how did you like the opera? Oh, it was simply grand, Lamont. But I'm tired. I'll be glad to get home. What's that? Visit a Dyson death house? Oh, now, Lamont, please. Let's not spoil a lovely night with scare headlines. People are liable to die most any place. Your cab, sir? A boy! A boy! Our cab's waiting in the uh, Just a moment, Margot. I have reason for wanting to know the story back of that headline. Paper, sir? Uh, yes, son. Now, there you are. Oh, thank you, sir. Read all about it, Jack. All right, Margot. Bye. Sorry to keep you waiting. That's all right. Oh, I know you're just dying to get to your story, so go right ahead, Lamont. Go ahead, read it. Here, I'll switch on the light. Well, thank you, Margaret. Well, there isn't much to it. Newspaper's strangely brief. Merely the headlines and a seven-line box on the first page. What does it say? Simply that a visitor died in the death house on a tour of inspection. There doesn't seem much in that to excite the imagination of the shadow. I'm not so sure about that, Margot. Surely you don't see anything sinister in such a bare announcement, Lamont? That's just the point, Margot. The account is too bare. What do you mean? Well, the newspapers don't seem to know anything. And it says here that the prison officials are saying nothing. Oh, perhaps there's nothing more to say. There's an old proverb, Margot, to the effect that virtue rarely lies behind a tight lip. Well, I noticed that ferret gleam in your eyes, so I might as well accustom myself to the idea that you're off on another adventure in crime. Yes, Margot. Off on an adventure that promises to be one of the most exciting I've ever had. speaking. What? You can't get the warden on the phone? Yeah, yeah, I can't. This is the police department. He can't ignore us. Well, you try him again and keep trying until you get him. Now, hold on a minute, boys. Brophy. Yeah? What happened when you went out to prison? Well, the same thing that happened to your phone call, Chief. Nothing. Couldn't you get any information? All I could find out was that the guy was in town on the furniture convention. Got a pass to see the prison, and some guard by the name of Keezy took him through. Did you question this Keezy? He couldn't get a hold of it. Why not? Well, Chief, we found out that he lived way up on the Cape, so Jim here and me went out there. And then what happened? Nothing. If somebody says nothing to me again, I'll... Just a minute. Yes. Hello? Commissioner Weston speaking. <laughs> Good evening, Commissioner Weston. Oh, you again. Yes, Commissioner. The Shadow. Just a minute. Hold the line. Uh, you men wait outside. I'll call you if I need you. Okay, Commissioner. We'll be right out. All right, Shadow. Go ahead. What's on your mind? I called to find out what you know about the death of that visitor out of the prison. I don't know a thing, and I can't find out anything. The prison officials don't seem inclined to cooperate at all. Did you know, Commissioner, that a short time ago another visitor died in the death house? What? Another visitor? Yes. First visitor's death passed almost unnoticed. But now, Commissioner, another. Say, this puts a new light on the whole matter. Calls for immediate action. No, Commissioner. Hold everything until you hear from me. Oh, hello, Margot. Come in. Hey, don't take your hat off. We're leaving right away. I just get to your house and then we have to leave. What's all the haste about? We're driving up to the prison. Oh, Lamont, don't tell me you're still thinking of that visitor's death. Thinking of it? 
Margo, I've discovered some things that make me feel I've got a big job on my hands. For one thing, I've discovered that another visitor died in that same death house. I've come to the conclusion that there's only one way I can find out what's back of it all. And how is that? Here. You see this? It's a visitor's pass. Yes. I'm going up there and go through that prison, just as those other men went through as a visitor. Oh, no. No, Lamont, you mustn't. I've got to, Margo. It's the only way. Well, I'm not usually given to superstition, Lamont, but there's something supernatural, something unearthly about those deaths. I don't want you to expose yourself to the same fate that overtook those poor men. I I won't let you do it. Come now, Margo. Don't let this get the best of you. Oh, Lamont, I... I'm afraid. I'm afraid. This is all right, Margo. Park the car right here. Now, that's the entrance to the prison down there at the bottom of the hill. Lamont, I wish you wouldn't go through with this. You may be walking to your death. Don't worry, Margo. You stay here in the car. And remember this. Don't lose your courage. No matter what you may hear or what you may see. Hello, Keithy. You here again? Yes, Mr. Harper. I'm taking this gentleman, Mr. Cranston, on a tour of our institution. You'll have to be searched, sir. Lay down, please. There you are. How are they going to stop handing out these visitors' passes, Keezy? Stop? Why should they do that? Well, I should think they'd be a little more careful because of what's already happened around here. Oh, nonsense, Mr. Harper. Accidents will happen, you know. No reason why prison routine should be upset unnecessarily. All right, Mr. Cranston, you're okay. Thank you. Open up, Tom. Right. Okay, Keezy, the place is yours. Thank you. Come right along, sir. Don't forget, Keezy. Bring him back alive. <laughs> so, this is the death house, eh, Keezy? Uh, yes, Mr. Grant. The end of your prison tour. Hmm. Eerie sort of place, isn't it? Oh, that depends on the viewpoint. Uh. You've worked in this prison a long time, haven't you, Keezy? I've been here 35 years, Mr. Cranston. Really? Yes, sir. 35 years for the service. Yeah. Is this your regular job, taking visitors through the prison? Yes, I've been doing this for several years. But it's a poor substitute for the place that rightfully belongs to me. The place that rightfully belongs to you? What do you mean by that? Uh, Nothing. Uh, Nothing at all. I shouldn't even have mentioned it. Uh, come now, this has nothing to do with your tour of the prison. Well, I'm sorry I didn't mean to pry into your affairs. Well, I pay no attention to what I've said. I'm a bit out of sorts today, nervous, I guess. Yes, I understand. I suppose I'd be nervous, too, if I did the things you've done. The things I've done, Mr. Cranston? Uh, what do you mean by that? Oh, nothing, Keezy. I'm just thinking of how I'd be affected by 35 years spent in a place like this. That's all. It does play on a body's nerves. But a single visit can affect the nerves even more than 35 years. I'm afraid I don't understand. Oh, not now, perhaps. But you will. I You will. Well, it's been a very interesting tour, and I'm much obliged to you. I must be running along now. Uh, but I haven't explained this room, the death house, to you. Well, that's hardly necessary. Surely you wouldn't leave without sitting in the electric chair, Mr. Cranston. <laughs> My curiosity doesn't go to such extremes. But every visitor sits in the chair. Well, Keezy, you've been very thorough in showing me through the prison, so 
if you feel I'm spoiling your final touch, why, of course I'll sit in your chair. Ah, good. Uh, sit right down. All right. There we are. Now I'll strap you in. Oh, it won't take a minute. There. The chest strap's on already, you see. Well, you certainly did that with amazing speed, Kesey. Like an expert. I am an expert, Mr. Cranston. Years ago, I was a member of the execution squad. Really? Then you participated in the actual executions? I was one of the men whose job it was to strap the condemned in the chair. Ah, the man for each strap, you know. Speed is important. The quicker it's done, the less the condemned suffers. I was on the chest strap. That happens to be the most important one. <laughs> I can testify to your efficiency. I, I can hardly move a muscle. I don't suppose you can. There we are. Snug as a bug in a rug. But not so comfortable. Uh, by the way, Mr. Cranston, uh, you remember the famous Carlton case, don't you? Oh, very well. Carlton was brought to justice as a result of the efforts of a character known as the Shadow. Uh, then surely you must remember me. My picture was in all the newspapers at the time. Oh, really? I suppose you helped to strap Carlton in the chair. Oh, no, no. I executed him. You what? Oh, it was a very unusual case. Uh, you see, we had a new executioner. At the last moment, the poor fellow's nerve gave away. Oh, there was quite a to-do. Carlton was already strapped in the chair. The warden was beside himself. Somebody had to bring matters to a conclusion. So, I volunteered my services. As executioner? Uh, yes. Oh, it was quite an experience. First and only time I ever attracted the least bit of attention. But it was the cause of the most bitter disappointment in my whole life. Disappointment? Uh, you see, I'd hoped that my service would be rewarded with a permanent appointment as executioner. You had an ambition to make a career of it? Well, why not? Hundreds of others applied for the job. Oh, it's a position of distinction. Uh, you say you were promised the job? Yes, but the authorities didn't live up to the promise. They cheated me. Robbed me of what was mine. Oh, I wouldn't let it disturb me so if I were you. Disturb me? It's rankled in my heart throughout the years and left me with one consuming desire to hate. Well, a hatred like that can hurt no one but yourself. You think not, and I know better. I'll make them pay for what they've done to me. I'll make them pay. I think you have an entirely wrong attitude, Kizzy. Well, this has all been very exciting, and now if you'll unstrap me and let me out of this electric chair, why... What? Let you out of the chair, Mr. Cranston? Never. I'm going to give you what I gave the others. What do you mean, Kizzy? In a moment, I'm going to pull the switch and fling you into eternity. Let me out of the chair. Yes, I'll let you out. You can't do anything like that. You can't get away with it. I told you I'll make them pay for what they've done to me. Get yourself together, man. Why do you want to wreck your vengeance on people like me? Because you are people, and the people cheated me, and they'll pay for it. Cheesy, you're a fiend. I'm a cheated man. That's only your excuse, an excuse you offer your conscience to justify the things you do. Shut up. There's only one reason for you doing a thing like this, Cheesy. The desire to satisfy a vicious urge in your diabolic nature. Shut up, I think. You can't go through with this thing without your excuse. Well, I'm going to take that away from you. I'm going to turn you inside out and show you the fiend you really are. I'll let you. I'll shut you up. I'll put the headpiece on and cover your face with a death. Don't you dare. Take it off, You can say what you want now. I don't have to hear you. Now the switch and eternity. Now, Mr. Cranston, 
killed him. He's dead. Hey, lady. Can't park here all day. You'll have to move along. I'm waiting for a friend, officer. Don't you know you're not allowed to park within 500 feet of a prison? But my friend should be along any minute now. Where is he? He's in the prison. He's a visitor. Visitor? Did you say he's a visitor? Yes. What's the matter, officer? Why do you stand there like that? Tell me what's the matter. Officer! Oh, Lamar. People have their water pumps outside the house so they'll freeze. Oh, uh, here you are, Mr. Keezy. Now, you don't expect this water pump will give you any more trouble. This twice, not tonight. You've done a good job, Mort. Sorry I had to get you up on a night like this. Can't no pleasure plodding up that there sand road any night. <laughs> Say, what's the matter with that hound dog urine? Doing a powerful lot of howling tonight, ain't he? Yes, quite a lot. They say uh, hounds howl like that when somebody dies. Dies? Yes, yes, I've heard that said. Chimney crickets. It's enough to make a body's skin creep. Yeah. You don't suppose they see something, do you? A spirit, I mean? No, it's nothing. Forget it. Uh, don't reckon even spirits would come up here. Uh, does he... Does he often howl like that? I've only heard him do that twice before. Tonight makes the third time. Well, well, there's your water pump, fit and fine, Mr. Keezy. I'll be getting on down to home now. Good night to you. Good night, Mort. Right. Here. Tell ya. In the house. Did you go on? Enough of that. Now lie down. Chicken-hearted old hound. Just like a human, you fear death, too. That fool Mr. Cranston I sent to eternity today, he was afraid of death. Save him. He's no more. He's dead. And I'll send many of us after him. <laughs> What's that? Who's there? <laughs> Who's out there? Is that you, Mort? No, Keezy. Mort is well down the hill now. There's nobody out there. I'm right here, in your house. Right here in the room with you. I know where you are. You're in this pub. Right here, 
That's it. Now watch carefully, and you'll see someone you met not many hours ago. Look, Keezy. Look. Cranston. There. Now you see standing before you the man you stabbed in the chair a few hours ago. Go away. Go away. You're dead. You're dead. Confess, Keezy. I killed you. You're dead. Confess. I won't. I won't. Go away. Confess. Wait, wait. Confess. All right, all right. I did it. I killed him. But I'll never be taken alive. Never. Never. understand how Keezy could have hidden his crimes for so long. It's quite understandable, Margot. Each of Keezy's victims seemed to have died from natural causes. But Lamont, I... Now, let me explain, Margot. You see, Keezy was somewhat of a student of the psychology of fear. And this knowledge and the victim's natural fear of a factual instrument of death, the electric chair, enabled Keezy to produce a fear paralysis that stopped the hearts of his victims. They died of heart failure. Then he didn't actually electrocute them? He couldn't, Margot. The electric chair is never hooked to the powerhouse, except during a legal execution. But you, Lamont, I I thought you were dead. Well, Margot, I produced a death condition by a little trick in self-hypnosis that I learned from an old Hindu. I let Keezy think he had actually killed me. Well, it's an amazing case, Lamont. I'm glad it's over. Yes, Margot, it's over. Keezy was a fiend consumed by the heat of his own hatred. He's now the many destroyed. And who knows, perhaps theirs is the final and most complete vengeance.